Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Falsha, and welcome back to the Talking Blarney podcast, where we wade through the Blarney to tell you about the real Ireland. My name is Stuart McNamara, and I'm here with a very busy bee, Rob Cross. Again with the bees, Jesus, do. We're going to milk that movie for all it's worth, aren't we? <laughs> of course we are. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. Uh, Rob here, guys, uh, recording on a lovely Sunday morning-ish. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh been a busy week for rob with uh college stuff so we didn't get our usual slot to record so now we're doing it hungover uh noon on a sunday yeah which is which is fine we'll uh we'll get through it i mean this is this will be our, our i think our christmas episodes do won't it um yeah pretty much uh hopefully we might be able to get next week a little uh roundup of the year i, d- I don't think we're going to record on christmas day of course not but we have a bit of free time <laughs> So that will we'll sort it, but happy Christmas from all of us. But we'll we'll be doing the kind of roundup of the year then after this as well. Um, and we'll do that movie Irish Jam at some point as well. We've uh, movie that <laughs> I watched to, like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, so unfortunately we can't do Irish Jam this week. As I said, Rob's been very busy. So we quickly uh, shifted to me doing uh, a report topic, uh, which I found something I found very interesting, uh, Christmassy related. But first, I think we'll do a few other Irish Christmas traditions in Uniquely Irish. Yep, our, some people's favourite segment on this show, which is, <laughs> which is grand. Uh, yeah, so I mean, there's different Christmas traditions in Ireland. Um, they vary a lot over the place. So I suppose as we both grew up in different parts of Limerick City, um, we, we I suppose we can only really testify to what what we do down here. But I know, I know a few other ones as well across the country. So we'll go, we'll kind of go through it. I suppose for me growing up, your your standard Christmas day was come down, open Santi's presents too. Then we'd be off to a an early mass, um, in generally our local church and then it'd be down to see my both sets of grandparents because they both live very close to me and then we'd usually go to one of my other nana's neighbor's house for a little bit and there'd generally be like a small party there and a few drinks to the adults and then just walk back to mine which would took about 10 minutes and then my mother would start on the the rest of the christmas dinner and my grandparents would come up occasionally my aunties and first cousins so there'd be about maybe 10 12 of us there and then you know hilarity ensues and that's that's generally about it. Yeah, I think that's mostly the same for myself. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I would add uh, that is a tradition for us anyway is uh, we always tend to visit the old graves at Christmas. Oh, we we tend to we, try to we do that as get well. There now, at the same actually. time with the other family yeah. members. Yeah, so it's just kind of it's a nice Christmas tradition to always meet up at the the gravesite. Like as I've said before, both of my uh, grandparents on each side have passed, so it's kind of we meet there and have a little chat with the other. Uh, my aunts and uncles say and cousins as a tra- tradition for us yeah I, I was younger i suppose i i thankfully said i had all of my grandparents so it, it's only more of a recent thing that it, visiting graves so thankfully not too far but uh yeah yeah but i think what you, what you need to know uh obviously you've jumped straight away to christmas day but christmas in ireland pretty much i think we could say starts around the 8th of december the, obviously the feast of the immaculate conception which uh for a lot of uh, older irish people 
is uh, the day that the farmers uh, traditionally go in and do their Christmas shopping. That's right. Cold culture day in Dublin, as they call it. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, but that, like it's a, it's a big thing for them because obviously farmers tend to be busy year round. So they, they've kind of designated their own day where they all tend to, to run in and get the Christmas shopping done. Yeah, uh, that, that'd be it. I mean, with the way things are going, Steve Christmas is starting just after Halloween and half the shops now. Oh, well, look, commercialism is what it is. So they're always going to try to, to sell it as early as possible. But it, it is specifically the 8th would be kind of the, the first day that Christmas, the, the lead up to Christmas, say, starts on the 8th. Yeah, yeah that, that's about right. I know in some other European countries, they do kind of celebrate um, a bit there. I know Greece and I think even in Germany in some parts, it's uh, Nicholas Day, isn't it, or? Something like that. Uh, possibly, no. Something like that. But yeah, it was going to start like that, whether you do your advent calendar or your beer advent calendar or whatever you want then, Stu, that all works out good. Yeah. I think that the trouble with uh, having any specifically Irish traditions is that we get so many of ours from uh, the British, obviously our closest neighbours. We've been colonised by them for quite some time. So, you know, things like Christmas crackers, most of our decorations would be the exact same uh, as them obviously we might have a little nativity scene in there so there's not much in the difference from what people might already know of the traditional irish christmas from what they've seen in television and movies of the traditional british christmas yeah that's true there there are, there are a fair bit of similarities but i think it's maybe a little more restrained over here like i was i have a friend who was born in england and spent some of his youth there and moved over here um and he was quite young, and, he, and it was very surprising that he told me once that when he would, when they would have Christmas down at one of his grandparents' his house in, um, I think Cornwall. So it might just be a Cornish right. thing, I don't know. But he said what they'd do is they'd you know get up, do the, do the thing, and they'd um, go to church. And then when they when they came back, to, so to give the the mother then a chance to cook the dinner, they'd go to a pub for their their lunch. And this was not apparently an uncommon thing. Uh, he said down there so english pubs like opening up and you'd get your your kind of a, a kind of a roast lunch in there to to give the wife uh, time to do finish off the dinner for later was a, not an uncommon thing it's whereas roast, over here it's like lunch and a roast dinner that's a lot yes, in one day it is i don't know how, how specific that is in england because i i had never heard of quite that i mean i i I I was unaware of if English pubs even opened on Christmas Day. Uh, Christmas Day is the only day now uh, because of we got rid of the Good Friday ban that you you pubs are closed in Ireland normally. Um, yeah. Obviously, this year is a bit different, but um, yeah. So generally, you can, now there there are of course as always do exceptions uh, that prove the rule. Uh, there's plenty of places you can get a drink on Christmas Day if you really want, like you know yeah. uh, clubs and uh, hotels if you're staying there and things like that. I, I remember my father said that there used to be a, a sailing club um, a little bit out the road that used to open on Christmas Day because they do like yacht races and you could get a few points in there. But uh, that brings us neatly, Stu, as we're talking about races and rivers to another uh, tradition in <clears throat> certainly where I live um, I, I, I live in a right between the Sh- River Shannon and the, the Abbey River in Limerick uh, we always do a Christmas Day swim uh, down here um, in the freezing cold <laughs> waters of the Shannon uh, people are going to swim from one side to the other and back it's sort of an informal race bit, bit of a crack like with charity and all that and you, you do kind of see these things across Ireland I know there's a famous one up in Dublin as well the 40 foot um into the Irish Sea. Uh, I, I, oh, right. that's down in, I think it's down in Dunleary or it something. Couldn't pay me enough to jump into freezing cold water on Christmas Day. 
Yeah, that's that's it. Um, so it's a tradition for some people, certainly, and uh, it's it's a bit bit of crack. Like you know, you, you get a bit yeah. of sh- sherry or brandy afterwards to warm yourself up, and it's just like Owlville is just wearing like their jocks and a, a Santy hat to swim across the <laughs> river. But uh, quite popular in a lot of places as well, particularly down by the sea. You know, the Kilkee and the Hinch, they do they do something similar. Yeah, I suppose another bit of an Irish thing, like the, the let's say, mall Santa, which obviously uh, we probably imported from America, but we do a slightly yeah. different, like all, I always have the image for Americans is that it's it's that very large uh, place in like the centre of the, the shopping centre, whereas yeah. here it, it's tend, it tends to be like almost a, a shop that had been closed and so they kind of, they set it up like a little Santa's grotto in there. Or as we mentioned last night, you might go to a, a petting zoo, yeah. a buttercup farm to be specific for us. Buttercup farm. Like, it, t- t- like no one outside of Limerick's new is going to know what that is. <laughs> of course not. But it's like, it's a petting zoo. I'm just giving them a yeah. shout out. I know. It was great. But, uh, was you know, go to a place like that. And like you'd have from the age of even one year old, you'll have a string of photos of your like growth as a child with like, you know, 1995 Santa's Grotto, a photo of you sitting on Santa's knee. Sorry, is that, is that, is that Hoover a bit loud? Sorry. It's grand. But yeah, so, you know, we tend to have those memories come up and it's always like a, a horrified child and a poorly painted sign for whatever year it is in a Santa's grotto, wherever they put it. Another thing while I was looking up... Sorry, just a sec, so I'm just, I'm just going to get this to stop, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah, yeah no, it's not And that worked. Nope. <laughs> just a sec. <laughs> Rob thinks I'm going to edit this out, but I am not. To embarrass him for shouting at his mammy. Yeah, good. Luck. I'm sure you did edit that. Okay, right. <laughs> oh yes. If <laughs> yeah, like there's a few other little traditions, like uh, you know, lighting a candle in the window, uh, which is supposedly to to signal Mary and Joseph. That might be done in other places. I couldn't say. We had a electronic kind of one in my house that we'd put next to a manger yeah. in the one of the windows it was for Santi's landing lights as well we used to say and then we have like the panto but once again that's more of a a, a british tradition that we kind of adopted ourselves yeah i'd really say it's more english i mean I, I we did go to the odd one out in the concert hall when we were younger but not not excessively in this house um wasn't really ever something we really did yeah so i think we'll leave those littler traditions there and come to something that is quite an irish uh, tradition going back a long way uh, so that's right. It's your father passing out drunk with a bottle of whiskey, is it? <laughs> uh, no, my my father anyway isn't. Sorry, he's going to kill me so if he hears that. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. I'll send it on to him. But, uh, Rob, have you ever heard of Law and Rolling? Um, not Oscar I haven't. Uh, also known as Ren Day. Yeah, I've I've heard, I've heard about that. My grandfather did it. Oh, good, because I hadn't heard of it, and I I actually mentioned it to the two lads we were with last night when you were away just to kind of surprise us. I didn't want to I didn't want to, to ruin the surprise just in case you hadn't heard of it because it became a fascinating bit of research that just kind of popped up in one little listicle that I found on a Irish Christmas traditions. So I'll jump into our little report on it here. So as I said, uh, we had to do a bit of a quick pivot uh, as Rob was uh, very busy, hit a lot on his plate. But uh, I was looking around for some kind of old Irish tradition. And this seemed to be uh, basically the, the most prominent that I could find that was a very old Irish tradition that takes place around Christmas. Um, I had never heard of it, which surprised me a little bit. 
uh, because, you know, I asked my parents, they uh, knew about it. Uh, my mother actually rang my aunt, who's kind of the oldest in the family, and she spoke to me a little bit of, of her memories of it. So yeah, we have Ren Day. So it takes place on St. Stephen's Day, uh, and there are many possible routes for this odd tradition. Uh, I found loads. It happened in a couple of different places around the world. Uh, a lot of places that like the Celts would have been, uh, you know, so all the, all the kind of Celtic countries, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, and then bits of like Spain and France also have their own version of it. But in Ireland, it's kind of dwindled over the past 40 or 50 years, obviously, since I had never heard of it. Uh, but it's actually still celebrated in Kerry, yep. in Mount Collins in Limerick, and in Galway. Uh, so there are two places uh, deserve a bit of a special mention for keeping it alive, that being Dingle specifically in Kerry, uh, where the Rende celebration takes over the whole town. So for weeks leading up to, to uh, Rende, they will make straw costumes and rehearse the Rende songs, which I have one or two at the end to recite for our audience uh, <laughs> so that'll be interesting there are even warring groups of Ren boys as they're <laughs> called uh, who compete with each other as part of the fun and then in more recent times Pieta House which is a suicide prevention charity in Ireland have a fundraiser called the Ren Day Run which takes place in uh, Woodford and Galway and so you can do like a three or six kilometre run all uh, for charity to raise money which is pretty nice to kind of couple a charity with an old Irish tradition so that's another very nice way that they've kept it alive so the the Wren is a very prominent figure throughout Irish folklore and history, having apparently become the king of the birds. Many years ago, all the birds gathered together and wanted to have a king. The birds were satisfied that the, the bird that flew the highest was to be their king. All the birds flew up into the air and the eagle far above them looked down and shouted, I am the king of all birds. But the wren, hopping out from beneath the eagle's wing, shouted, you are not the king yet and he flew still higher. The eagle was too tired to follow him and the wren was crowned the king. When the wren came down out of the air, the bird said he was too small and they proposed to drown him, you know, as you do, as birds tend to do is drowning uh, other birds. But no water was to be found, so all the birds began to cry into a bowl. When the bowl was filled with tears, the clumsy owl, never heard of an owl being clumsy, uh, tripped over the bowl and spilt it. They had all their tears shed and had nothing to drown him, and he is still known as the king of the birds. So that's kind of a little bit of a story uh, that kind of shows the, the Irish folklore of how the, the wren became the king of the birds, which comes up in the songs and part of the, the, the folklore of it. I think maybe it didn't happen, Stu. Uh, there's, some, some, there's something not on the level <laughs> What are you about talking it? about, right? Uh, something not, on, not It makes perfect the sense. I mean, you know, so it, it's clear from the story that the wren is a bit of a trickster and not loved by other birds, which is interesting to note because in like Celtic and Irish myth, the, the birds in general, just across the board, have a, a huge amount of reverence held for them, just within legends and, and stories and what have you. Yeah, um, the, the birds like play do play a bit in Irish kind of folklore and everything else. There's plenty of stories you you get about various types of them. So not not an uncommon thing to have that kind of playing part of a story like that. So first off, as it stands today, the tradition of Rende and the Wren boys goes that on the on December 26th, St. Stephen's Day, a group of boys dress up in motley clothes, you know, kind of like how a jester looks, with straw hats, straw suits on occasions, and masks. The Wren boy leader will have a pole with some form of mock wren attached at the top. They go from door to door, or more commonly now a parade through the main street, playing songs using like fiddles, bowerons, accordions, tin whistles and flutes, while others Irish dance. Uh, they do this in exchange for money, which tends to go towards celebrations known as the Wren Ball on a night in January. So they're like just getting a bit of a few coins out of everyone. And then a couple of weeks later, they'll have a big celebration from what they've gathered. So the stories regarding the beginnings of Wren Day tend to centre on the Wren betraying people so the original Rende tradition usually called for a live wren being haunted and once caught, it is either kept in a net on the Wren boy leader's pole or killed and skewered onto it. 
Right. So, so not the best in the past for the poor old wren. I do know that from when I was researching, they'd actually pluck a feather and give it to people who who gave money as a kind of symbol of good luck for the coming year. And uh, to people who didn't, on certain occasions, they'd actually bury the wren in front of their home as a form of bad luck. <laughs> so Okay. <laughs> yeah, so weird old traditions. Uh, so I have a description here from the wren hunt from Cork in 1840. For some weeks preceding Christmas, crowds of village boys may be seen peering into the hedges in search of the tiny wren. And when one is discovered, the whole assemble and give eager chase to it until they have slain the little bird. In the hunt, the utmost excitement prevails, shouting, screeching and rushing. All sorts of missiles are flung at the puny mark and not unfrequently they light upon the head of some less innocent being. From bush to bush, from hedge to hedge, is the wren pursued until bagged with as much pride and pleasure as the cock of the woods by the more ambitious sportsman. So there okay. you get a, a bit of a taste for... <laughs> The tradition of it. This was another thing that came that that you know that they're hunting for the wren weeks in advance of the actual of St Stephen's Day, and uh, so you can see how they they go a bit mad in the in the hunt for this poor little bird. Yeah, um, I haven't heard about that happening. Down yeah, no, the, the tradition um, has definitely changed. I don't think that happens anymore, <laughs> which is much nicer. And I actually have another account from Mayo in 1930 to show that. By then already, the, the killing of the wren had been like done away with. Sometimes it might still be caught. Going out in the wren is still practiced. Only young boys now go out in the wren, but formerly grown men did the same. Now the boys go in batches or singly. If they can manage to catch a wren, they dress him up in ribbons, put him into a small box, also arrayed in ribbons, and bring him round with them. But if they can't get a wren, they stick feathers in a small kiron of turf, and this does instead. They disguise themselves. That's an essential part of the game. There is no particular sort of disguise they go from house to house getting money in each house sometimes batches of boys from 16 to 20 cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com years do the rounds they have often tin whistles or sometimes melodians or mouth organs there's another little uh, version of uh the ren boy tradition from mayo and sure love their turf up there Steve. well look i mean it's, it's better that, that their plan is to catch it alive and put it in a box and if they can't catch one at all they'll just use uh, a piece of turf with some feathers sticking out of it it's a funny looking uh bird there it's like oh it's a special mayo mayo wren you know you can burn <laughs> it afterwards to keep that warm house <laughs> Oh, God. So, as I said, there are many possible origins for this, but the two we need to look at first are the Celtic and Christian, for obvious reasons. First off, the Celtic origin, as we've discussed before, Samhain was a very important time for the Celts, as was the start of their new year. The Wren was considered a symbol of the past year. In the Netherlands, the, their name for Wren is actually, or it means Winter King, so it's kind of similar around the world. The Irish name names for Wren, including Drolene, which I've said already, hinted at having some kind of Druidic connection. Yeah. So you can see that it 
it, it was definitely held in some regard as having mystical powers. It may have been that the ancient Celts hunted the wren around midwinter as a way of killing the past year and bringing in the new. But the old stories of the wren have one very common theme of betrayal. So according to one tale, the wren betrayed Fionn McCool by pinching his ear with its beak, thus revealing his presence to pursuers. Another tale involves uh, Cleona, a mythical Irish woman of the other world. She was said to entice men to their deaths by seducing them to follow her into the sea. To escape capture, she turned herself into a wren and was haunted every Christmas thereafter as punishment. Yeah, cool. Always some kind of evil woman in these, isn't there? Yeah, it's a strange thing with all the the different versions of why we we practice the Rende tradition. They all do come back to this betrayal thing, which is odd. Like even I'm going to get into the, the Christian one. It's the same again. So the second origin is Christian version. This version of events still contains betrayal. God wished to know who was the king of all birds. So he set a challenge. That's where we get the eagle, and then he jumps out at the end. They kind of they're using that as their their betrayal. You know, he's he's a bit of a, a dick for stealing the throne from a, a more rightful bird. But another version, which kind of wraps into Saint Stephen's Day being the the date for the, the the tradition, is that the bird flapped its wings to attract Saint Stephen's pursuers to him when he was uh, hiding from them. Yeah, so it's just like from what I found, that's the only potential reason why they decided on. St. Stephen's Day yep. for the Ren Day festivities was because a Ren betrayed poor old St. Stephen and got him killed in the process. Oh, poor St. Stephen. <laughs> oh yeah, poor him. The most interesting version of the story that I've seen is more historic in nature and takes place during the penal times in Ireland uh, when we were under the rule of the British Empire. There was a plot to ambush uh, a group of soldiers in a local village, but it went terribly wrong. It said that the soldiers were surrounded while sleeping, but woken just prior to the ambush by a flock of wrens who hammered their beaks on their drums. The ambush failed, obviously, and the wren became known as the devil's bird in Ireland, something I'd never heard before, but apparently that's another story. So you can see how whatever the, the common root of the, the Rende tradition is they've kind of made their own stories depending on the time to, to add to it. Yeah, yeah. All... I think it like stories that is they always kind of change and there's always different origins and things like that. But uh, yeah, it certainly seems like the kind of Irish story. So now I'll uh, read out some of the versions of the Ren Boys song, which they would sing and dance to as they went from house to house. Also, before I start, the old Irish pronunciation of Ren was Ran, W-R-A-N, which is used in these songs. So the first is from the same account as earlier in Cork in 1840. The ran, the ran, the king of all birds, St. Stephen's Day was caught in the furs. Although he is little, his family's great. Put your hand in your pocket and give us a trait. Sing holly, sing ivy, sing ivy, sing holly. A drop just to drink, it would drown melancholy. And if you draw it out the best, I hope in heaven ye soul will rest. But if ye draw it out the small, it won't agree with the ran boys at all. So you can see it's kind of momming, trying to get a, a bit of drink out of them. So, and the reason it, it it was a bit difficult is that it's actually it's it's written in such a way that it, it you you have the almost phonetically yeah. so like when they have draw here like it's dh very irish or aw and ou for out so it's a uh, difficult to read so then the next version comes from louth in the 1930s which is the the more common one that i've seen the ran the ran the king of all birds since stephen's day was caught in the furs although he was small his family was great Rise up, landlady, and give us a trait. Up with the kettle and down with the pan. A penny on a halfpenny to bury the ran. So that seems to be the, the typical Ren Day song that they'd sing as they're, they're wandering through to various houses trying to get a bit of coin, apparently to bury the wren that they've killed. But, you know, each to their own, I suppose. Yeah, um, sounds about right. 
mean, it's a nice little song. Uh, there, there are a few versions online that you can actually uh, listen to. I know Liam Clancy does a version of it. And uh, there are some videos there as well of Ren boys in their traditional costumes, doing a bit of Irish dancing and playing the song as well. So it's definitely something worth looking up to uh, get a bit of information. Yeah, like, I mean, my grandfather did used to do it as well. I mean, no, he did. I've never seen him do the proper, well, he's dead now, but like the straw kind of costumes and things like that. But he used to kind of dress up more like hobos, um, kind of ripped clothes and things like that. Oh, right. I remember they used to do like, it was they'd always go down the nursing home near where I live on uh, St. Stephen's Day. And they'd like, you know, do songs for all of them, keep them entertained. They're going to be down there the whole day. And they'd um, go around kind of collecting money, singing in pubs, kind of leading up to it. So they'd get like raise money for a charity, as you're saying. So, I mean, you know, they'd kind of go in and they'd sing a few songs. But, yeah. Pop songs, they do like a load of Johnny Cash and uh, kind of country songs and what, what they what they used to do. And, you know, they'd put around the hat and they'd get a few bob and it would go to whatever nominated charity was and generally they'd, they'd get a couple of hundred like you know in a night no problem so that's what i remember the ren boys and my grandfather used to perform with actually played at his funeral in the oh, great. church really yeah nice. they played uh, rhinestone Cow- cowboy by glenn campbell which is one of his favorite songs in the <laughs> in the church which is yeah, it was a very kind of emotional moment and they were all very good uh to, to come out and do that but uh yeah that's uh that's my experience of them anyway i don't remember any kind of parades around here I, I i don't think they really did that <laughs> no as i said i'd never heard of it before um they do still do a big one down in dingle actually if you if you want to take a moment to look it up you'll see photos of the kind of they have like these straw hats and kind of almost hula skirt type things made of straw as well yeah that weird gesture mostly yeah i've seen some of the other ones like and they're they're a lot more extravagant but i, I think it is still kind of a thing here it, it parts of Limerick City, but I don't think it's um to quite the same extent as as the Mount Melek. What did he say? Stu was the other place. Uh, Mount Collins. It's kind of in oh, between Collins, Newcastle yeah. West and Charleville. Yeah, I'd know roughly where that is. Yeah, there. You know, the down yes, down the south in the county. Yeah, so it's but, definitely uh, kind of a, a small town thing. Yeah, I th- I think it is. Like, I mean, I definitely heard of them going down to kind of places like that that would probably make sense it was more of a county thing than a city thing but there yeah, you go but they, they do have some lovely photos even black and white ones from you know almost 100 years ago now i suppose of the wren boys and the kind of you see obviously nowadays we can get motley and uh whatever you want but back then they did, i suppose you are right that they looked a bit more uh hobo like yeah well maybe it was just a thing here but that's kind of how they'd they do it like it's really kind of ripped clothes and like a, a, you know the hole in a shoe and then like uh maybe a santa hat on top of that yeah i don't i don't think they ever had the pole either with the bird on the end of it i think they did have a, a fake wren that was like stuffed or something but yeah sometimes it was on like a, a holly branch yeah I, I, that, I think that might have been it uh it was something along those lines yeah so the last little bit i have is apparently uh some scholars believe that the they found the the root of where the rende comes from so as i've said already like it, it's celebrated in a lot of places around the world and so they think that there's evidence to suggest it come it might come from the bronze age okay where there was apparently a cult of the Wren, which evolved from like primitive paganism. So the practices of the of this cult may have over time evolved into what we just learned about as the tradition of Wren Day. So it's really interesting, Not like I couldn't find a lot, but it, it, it's crazy to think that something that's still practiced here now kind of comes from like 4,000 years ago, like pre-farming society. Yeah, I, I, I suppose that uh, does kind of add up. Um, 
definitely. I mean, you would be surprised in Ireland, but it, it is kind of a, a nice little thing that somehow we've continued on a tradition for four and a half thousand years, even if Rende might not be what it uh, used to be this year. No, I, d- I don't know what they're going to do this year. Perhaps a virtual kind of thing. Like I could probably find out. <laughs> but uh... well, as I said, if, it, if it's like a if it's like a parade, maybe social distanced and you know, past houses so people can look out their windows or something like that. I did a parade for healthcare workers here last night. Um, I thought there was a massive back car crash or something because I just heard like a load of sirens. I don't know, oh, like yeah. about 10 ambulances and bikes stopping traffic. Oh my God, this must be, see- oh, it's a parade for healthcare workers, right? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I have a few photos of it that are probably quite blurry because I was walking to the pub at the time. But uh, yeah, I might throw them up on, on Twitter so people can take a look and see what our little parade for healthcare workers looks yeah, like. Yeah, it, uh, it sure was something. Yeah, I just... Saw the sirens and then a load of tractors kitted out with the fairy lights coming down yeah. the street. So it was a bit of a, a surprise that I didn't know was coming. Yeah, it was nice. I mean, you, you, you would see the odd Christmas parade in other parts of the country. I've certainly seen them. You know, they get like a, a Santa sleigh in the back of a tractor's trailer sort, sort of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, there were a few Santa Clauses in there as well. Uh, I had no idea what it was for at the time, though. But uh, one last funny little thing, because as I said, I, I spoke to my aunt about the, the Ren boys and she actually mentioned that uh, there's a movie that has the minute. Ooh. So uh, it's called Stella Days. Don't think I've heard of it. And I was really surprised because obviously now we have another episode of the podcast to do on this movie. It is a, a, an Irish film, uh, you know, whatever the Irish film board produced it, say, uh, from 2011. I think it's about like a, a small town where they want to build a cinema and the, the church are kind of quite opposed to having it in there and so they're kind of fighting back against it but it has a, a few good people some that we have seen in other movies as well we have amy huberman our good friend um oh, yeah is it martin sheen i'm trying to look up the actual the list here because i'm so bad with the names as we've found out multiple times before i get up the full cast but yeah it was just it was a surprise and i kind of i i found the movie Mar- and I, I scrubbed through to to find the the little part it's like a half a minute scene but it is nice to see the the ren boys put to, to screen yes martin sheen is in it oh brilliant that's really good president bartlett and is it Stephen ray we've seen Stephen ray, yeah, he well? was in uh michael collins he was the ned broy you know the guy in the inside yeah, yeah i knew he was in something else we've seen watched him as a few well, times already oh he was the barrister in um yeah, he, evelyn he, he, was he, yeah. He was, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, Evelyn. Yeah, so it's like it was funny to kind of out of nowhere find a tradition that I'd never heard of. And then from that also find a movie that we'll ha- definitely have to give a watch to at some point in the future. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Any Anything like that would be interesting, quite a, a niche part of our culture. Yeah, especially to see the, the little Ren boy scene in it. No, that sounds good. I mean, it's a nice little thing. I had, I had a very happy, fond memories of you know, seeing the Ren boys, because you know, my grandfather was a bit mad, you know, he was <laughs> the, the life of any party singing songs, so suited him perfectly. Right, so I think you had a, a bit extra to tack on to the end. I know it's a bit of a shorter episode, as I said, it, it uh, was a quick turnaround for, for something to talk about. Oh, I was going to like talk at the, the Irish thing about the swimming and all that, but that was that was about the... Oh, right, never mind. Of, ...of what I had. <laughs> well, I mean, I can do... Well, yes, do, but of course, there are other Irish traditions around Christmas time as well, and I suppose, being a media review show, there's always kind of the standard movies and TV shows that are kind of played every Christmas, isn't there? Yeah, there's the few. I mean, I don't know if any of them might be... Uh... Irish in nature, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose, in, in the sense, we've talked about the Late Night Toy Show before, which doesn't air at, at, at Christmas because, you know, you have to give people time to buy the, the toys that are featured on it, of course, but I think the most common thing that the, the most Irish thing that they play is they always put on the, the Christmas Day Mass on RTE up at, like, um, the Pro Cathedral in Dublin. Uh, so, obviously, it's a Catholic Mass and there'll be plenty of singing and all the you know, Taoiseach and the president will go up there generally. They're you know, doing doing their thing. 
never really watched it myself because you know it's just like oh we've just gone to mass that's enough uh would probably be the most one I, I think like in terms of irish things they'd always play the christmas episode of father ted a christmasy ted would always be on either christmas eve or christmas day which is like you know very good, nice episode of it i we will probably review it at some point um definitely but, maybe uh, it's, it's always christmas if we get a chance yeah yeah but it's, it's always like um a nice little tradition to watch it because there's always a few great bits in it but all the kind of Christmas editions of things will come on like you know it's a Killing a Scully another intriguing Irish uh, show had a Christmas special (laughs) on as well um, they'd usually like repeat all of these so it might be the only time you'll actually see the show again just playing, playing Christmas one on so it can be like a nice little uh, surprise and reminder there I know BBC always play the the Only Fools and Horses Christmas episode, I think, or one or two of them. And yeah, so, so bits and bits and bobs like that. I'm, I'm trying, I think like the movies as well as part of it. I mean, everyone's like, oh, Die Hard, the, the ultimate Christmas films do. As <laughs> many, many people say they're going to usually play that ironically now. I know like Home Alone would definitely be uh, one of the big ones in my house growing up and trying to kind of think of other ones but it's most mostly that I think uh, I don't know if you have like any Evelyn would technically be a Christmas movie it is actually yeah it was quite warm but uh, did you have any kind of Christmas movies in your house growing up Stewart, that you'd kind of watch every year together uh, well my favorite yeah, my favorite was always uh, the Santa Claus. Oh, with, yeah, uh, Tim Allen. I don't know what it was. I just I, I really enjoyed that first one. I mean, it, it kind of went a bit off the rails after that, but the first one was just a, a solid watch for me as a kid. I do remember this this very odd one, the, the King John's Castle here in Limerick. It, it's a castle in the middle of the city. It's been rebuilt in bits and bows of that. They used to have a Christmas experience thing as well. I don't know if you remember, Stu. And it's like they've built this big glass building on the front of it as like the information center and like part of it. Like I think it looks hideous and doesn't match with the medieval castle that's right behind it. But any, I digress. They had a Christmas, used to have a Christmas thing on there. My sister used to love doing it and they had like this uh, cinema kind of thing in there. It seemed like an auditorium or something like that. My sister loved going to and it was always this like Barney Christmas adventure they'd, they'd show in there and it was like, I don't know, I think it was like you can only watch it there. They'd, didn't have videos of it anywhere whatever so like we had to go there and watch that every christmas and it was just like oh jesus you know <laughs> um so that was that was something you know, get like a nice i don't know mulled mulled wine outside or what have you but there you go there's something i popped popped into my head there um in in terms of like niche kind of christmas films i i, I know some people have like uh is that one about the reindeer or something like that but i you know it's not not so much that I, I don't really know if there's any specific kind of Irish ones that I'm forgetting here but nothing is really coming to mind in terms of like Irish Christmas cartoons or anything like that so unless I'm completely blanking I suppose the only other thing that is probably more of a BBC thing is the um the snowman you know, oh I was going to say that yeah short. walking in the air yeah that one that's always played uh but I think That'll probably about do it. Uh, apologies for the shorter episode, but as you've been made aware, it was a bit of a trick this week. Yeah, I uh, was absolutely up to my eyes with uh, college work and it is, well, working a full-time job and doing college work, which is kind of part of, like, to continue my professional education, basically, and doing this on top of it, like, something has to stop every now and again and it was just you know i i was drowning yeah. in work <laughs> just you know didn't have the time to do it properly so we we will try and get back on track rob's a professional swimmer so you know if he's drowning it's not well no uh but no i have plenty more <laughs> have plenty more coming up as well but we are going to work around that and do do multiple episodes in one in one go so we can put them out in a nice manner yeah try to keep it all 
flowing smoothly. Yep. So I think it's uh, fair to say. Uh, thanks very much for listening, guys. Do tell a friend if you've liked this. Um, we do appreciate all of our new listeners um, that, that have come in. Thanks very much. If you'd like to suggest a topic for us or anything else or have any other questions or feedback, you can find us at uh, BlarneyPod on Twitter. You can also email us at TalkingBlarneyPod at gmail.com. We do appreciate all feedback and do read everything. And plenty of our reviews have been suggestions from uh, you guys. So thanks very much for that. Happy Christmas uh, from both of us anyway, because this will probably be our, ep- our episode out before that. Or say happy holidays, oh, Rob. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, do, do have a nice holiday period and hopefully stay safe as well. Yeah, so uh, happy holidays. Uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 